You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Actually, I don't know whether I can get in trouble for this. Uh, well, I'm in a different country, so... What is up, guys? Chris Rudiger here on the 615 House Podcast. I am really excited because Nashville is Music City. It's a melting pot of people from all parts of the country, all parts of the world. And I have a really special guest on today. Um, originally from overseas <laughs> yeah. in London, has moved to Nashville, um, made her Grand old Opry debut, and has Blue Hour, in parentheses, After Dark, the EP out. I'm told there might be like, a part two, hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, but she's seriously so talented and expanding the genre of country music. I want to talk all about this. I want to talk about the new music. Please welcome Twinny. What's up? Hi. How you doing? It's good to be here. It is so good to see you. As soon as you walked in, I was like, we're going to get along <laughs> just fine. You got an awesome energy. This Thanks. is going to be a great app. Um, and your accent really is just, it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we when, might uh, need subtitles for this. Right. Should we should we put on so, subtitles barring the, the accent? I wish I had an accent. That's a problem. My you voice, do have an accent now. I do. To yeah, you. To I me. Do. Yeah. To I, you. Yeah. I guess everyone has an accent when you put it like that. You've got like a really lovely tone to your speaking voice. I'll take the tone. I just feel like it's so normal. And you got you got so much spice. Like it's just coming. <laughs> Coming from all different angles here. Y'all, I can talk like this too. So I love y'all's accent. That's not bad. Do you ever intertwine that with your normal voice? Because that could make for like something where people go, whoa. Uh, well, I've done it I? in like bars before and people are like, wait, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from England. And they're like, yeah. no, you're not. You know, you just put it on. I'm like, no, I'm actually from England. I could just right. do a really good Southern accent. Yeah. Um, and because I do it so often, because I like, I'm an actress as well. And I kind of like used to impersonate a lot of people. But I've do, I've been doing the Southern accent so much that somebody asked me to do like, just a standard American the other day, and I was like, I actually don't think I can do it anymore. I, yeah. I might be able to do a Cali girl, but it's funny for me, yeah. like, there's like New York, Southern, Cali girl. I, I was gonna ask, can we play a game? Yeah. Can, I, I'm gonna choose a region of the US and I wanna see what your accent would be. So okay. we're gonna start with Cali girl. Oh my God. Like, my hair today is just, I don't know, like, it's just not working. I hate it. 
Fuck, that was good. This is Cindy. She's a total bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what about New York? It's like more pretentious, right? Uh, yeah. Or, 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 like, put can, together. I have a, can I have a cup of coffee, please? Like, there you go. Janet. Yeah, <laughs> that, I don't know. Right, and then give me, give me like, uh, like Alabama, Georgia, like, like Southern. Like y'all, I am so pleased to be here. Bless your heart for listening to me today. Uh, I just, I just love this accent so much. This is like my Mary Jane. So. You, I mean, I can tell that you've been an actress. Those are good. I think I like the Cali girl. There's something, there's a little little spice in that. Yeah, but I, she's a bitch. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is. But I do, I have to say, all of those accents are great. <laughs> nice. your, your your natural voice is fantastic, nice. both talking and also singing, because that's what you do. Um, hey, so when did you move? April. April, so it's been... How many months? Eight months? No, nine months. What's um, What's the first reaction of Nash- Nashville from moving? Um. Well, I've been coming here like on and off for like seven years, and um, so I I kind of knew what to expect anywhere, and I was kind of worried that because Nashville, when I first came, has such a shine to it. It's like such mm-hmm. a great energy and like the community and. New people are like, hey, like this, meet this person, and you just, and I'm such a social butterfly. I, I, there's people here that be like, how do you know everyone? Just yeah. go out with you and you know everyone. Right. And I'm like, I think it's just because I really enjoy people. I like, I love, I'm not like a small talk person. I like to get to the root of somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. give me all your triggers, your traumas. And I think like mainly Red Door is like where I've m- met most people. Um, mm-hmm. But, Oh, yeah, I've, I just I've, like I've had my fair share of the one AM red door conversations. Yeah. Um and also I just like I think I'm like completely myself. So I think Nashville sometimes challenges that a little bit because the the industry and country genre, whatever. I don't really see genre that much. I just love I just love any music and I just love writing. So moving here, I just wanted to be the best that I could possibly be and surround mm-hmm. myself with the best. But for the most part, I was just kind of worried that it'd lose its shine or I'd feel like because when I used to come into town, I'd be like, I've got five days. Who wants to write? Like, that's it. None of this bullshit where from publishers, like, right. hey, um, I'm trying to book a write. And they're like, yes, so we've got January 2025. And I'm like. <laughs> Which does happen. It really happens. And I'm like, no. I, that's what, honestly, there's so many gatekeepers within people's teams that if you actually speak to the artist and they're there to, you know, navigate that kind of stuff. Right. But, like. I manage myself currently, which is a whole different thing, but I also manage another artist. And I think because I've grown up in the entertainment industry, it's like same shit, different smell. Like it's all the same. It's It can be very political. You just got to keep going. And if you say no to me, it's just an early form of yes. Like, cause I'll just keep coming back. Right. Like I'll be so good. You can't ignore me. I love that. You know? We were talking a bit earlier about that because there are some people that struggle with rejection. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the music industry... <laughs> I do not struggle <laughs> with rejection. So. I See, I, I love that because there are people that like pack up and go home. Or they're like, oh, it's so I depressed. Go like, I got to know. <laughs> I can't go home. Like, legitimately, can I, I go home? I just like, literally will refuse not to go home. I, I did say I wouldn't go home until I played the Opry. And, and, well, and thank now you can the go home. Lord I can go home for Christmas because right. it's happened and it was incredible and such a moment. And that kind of like earned me, I think, some brownie points within the industry, you know? Absolutely. It's a but, rite of passage. Yeah. Because they're like, who is this girl, this Brit? country she does country she's kind of country kind of pop like what is she and i all i want from people is to hear a song they're like that's a 20 song you know because i love i don't know i just um i want to do great work i love any form of art like Mm -hmm. even this like i just love connecting with people and i want to do that on a massive scale and you know that's you just looking for that one song to change your life or that one opportunity where right I don't know. I can steal all of everybody else's fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <go. laughs> Watch out. 20's coming. I, um, I love it. So we, we talked about this, but you moved to Nashville. You've been here for a while. You feel like the the, the, the shine is still there. What are like the 
What is the biggest difference between Nashville and London or like something that's <laughs> that stuck out to you? Well, I curse a lot. Like, I think my favorite word is like, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Very unladylike. Yeah. But um, there's definitely a curse word that I said in front of people and everyone was like, oh. <gasps> What, what word might that be? It was the see you next Tuesday, but it doesn't sound bad in my accent. No, there's a there's a swaggerness that the, the it doesn't the, sound the, bad. The London accent it makes it just jazzes it up. Do you know the Seaforth boys? Like Australians say it all the time. Oh, I love the Seaforth guys. Yeah, N T. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> want to say it because it might offend people, but um. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And I, I didn't realize that that was such a bad word here. Isn't it funny, like, the meanings that people give words? It is you, funny. Because if you start saying, like, a word, even my name, it kind of loses its meaning. You, you're, like, desensitized to it. But, uh, yeah, that, um, I mean, how do you... How deep do you want to go? Like, I mean, there's lots of differences. I mean, um, look, this is... I mean, this is this your podcast as much as it is mine. So you, uh, you tell me. Um, I guess, like... Um, I, I, it's, it's really strange to me even still that I, like I've been coming here for so many years, but, um, when I go to like a restaurant and it's like, uh, no guns and I'm like, that always like, is just like still going to be new to me. Cause I, it's just, we don't have that in England, mm -hmm. you know, we don't have any of that. Um, and just seeing people walk around without, or like going into studios and a firearms just on the side, I'm like, oh, sure, that's gay. that's that probably a different. It's probably a culture shock for you. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not, I'm not judging it, like whatever. But um, I would say that was like one of the things that is a, a culturally very different. Um, mm -hmm. Just I, I speak in sometimes slang. So I'd be like, hey, do you want out from the shop? Right. And people are like, what? Do you want out from the shop? But out and now means, out means anything. Yeah. And now means nothing. So in, I in, thought, in Yorkshire, so. I would have thought you saying, do you want to leave the shop? Yeah. Do you want out of the shop? No. I'd be like, oh yeah, let's go. Where are we going? Are we going to another bar? Yeah. <laughs> but they, I mean, it's, it works both ways because my, my best friend, Latavius Molzak, who plays for Megan uh, Patrick, he'll come out with some slang and I'm like. I'm How like, we get here? I'm like. <laughs> Don't know. He was like, what do you think I mean? I'm like, and I'll say something completely different. And he's like, <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I'm not cool enough to be cool. Like, yeah. So I get it. I, well, I'm, look, we welcome you with open arms. Thank you. Okay. I'm Thank happy you. you're here. Happy that you got to play the Opry. You put out some new music. It's all, it's all good. I, I want to like, you talked about this pop country thing. Uh -huh. Like you say like, you want to create art just mm -hmm. that's that's yours. Mm -hmm. Twenty could be country, could be pop, whatever it is. Like, like how did how did how did that start for you? Like, how did you fall in love with music in the first place? Yeah. You know, um, like. So I, the headlines of my life. I have been on stage since I've been four years old. Uh, total little drama queen. Um, I think one of the reasons actually I am so driven is because. My relationship with my dad was not that great. He was always like coming and going. And I think I, the only way I would get validation or like um, approval is like when I like performed or he would like show me off to his friends. So for me, I think like that is one of the reasons why I am so like, if you tell me no, I am going to show you and I, it will kill me. I will not give up. You know, I'm like, um, so been on stage since I've been four years old, never knew anybody in the music industry. All my dad's side of the family are all gypsies, Romany gypsies. So really? that was like a whole different way of life growing up. Cause my mom is a gorger, which means non traveler. So they gypsies have, um, their own language called rumness. Um, so trying to explain to somebody what that community is like, it's, um, it, it reminds me a lot of Nashville, to be honest, like a lot of them, especially hmm. the women, it's very like conservative. They believe, well, the, the woman's place is in the home and, uh, usually get married like at 19 and have babies and that's it. And that's don't. so young. Yeah. 
in it. But I, I'm like, there's like 14 of my cousins. I think I'm the only person that's not married. In fact, me and my little brother were the only people that are not married. So wow. um, there's a there's a lot, you know. Um, my yeah. sister in law is related to Tyson Fury. Like it's just like a massive community, but it doesn't. It's like in your blood so like if you're born into it so there was just like a synergy between nashville and i can't really explain it a lot of them do listen to country music as well so that's kind of how i got into like just great storytelling like i, I was obsessed with i got a very eclectic taste in music did a lot of musical theater yeah. was a backing singer and backing dancer for people like pharrell and robin thick michael michael bublin um, i love bublin like anything that I was always taught that the more strings you had to your bow, the more you would work. So right. I tried to sing, dance, and act. Were you singing? Were you singing for Bublé and Pharrell, or were you just dancing? Uh, well, I, they would come and we'd do like the BVs and then like the dancing. So we'd do all their like Radio One promo. Yeah. But I, I was on shows like uh, Britain's Got Talent as a yeah. dancer, or you strictly come dancing, which is Dancing with the Stars. Sorry, sorry. And like you will find me every Tuesday down at Honky Tonk Tuesdays, American Legion, because I'm obsessed really? with it. Yeah, I love it. Oh my God. I would love to go with you sometime. Oh, oh. Tonight, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I, a, I'm not a dancer, uh, but maybe you can teach me how to dance. Honestly, awesome. And something that I love about that is like nobody's on the phone, everybody's present. And it's the only place I can go in Nashville where a guy can ask you to dance and it's not creepy. Right. Do you know what I mean? People are just there. It's like, it's normally like, can I get you a drink? Yeah, let's dance. And you're like, drink? Right, like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. That's cool. Yeah. So, did all that, like, just had, just seen every part of like the industry and then. I was in a musical theater show um, called Rock of Ages and the lead in that was like, hey, I think you should meet with like my music manager. I was always doing like gigs on the side um, and through like musical theater and acting, I was on a TV show, did a film with Glenn Close, like all these things I think help me as an artist. They've like expanded my mm -hmm. like just the way I see art, you know? Your, your portfolio. I think it's interesting because like, music it seems to me like music is just one component of who you are as an artist sure. right like you're you're a brand and you're yeah. a dancer and you got some other stuff we're going to talk about in a sec here with business stuff but and you put out music you know i think it's really cool that you're not just i don't know there's a lot of people that just record music and they put it out and then they go and they sing and like yeah. if that's you cool but it seems like you got a lot of a lot of different like avenues that are all kind of funneled into what 20 is yeah jack of all trades master and jack of all trades is there anything you can't do yeah, juggle and whistle. Can you whistle? Not well, like. <laughs> that, yeah. A little bit. Um, but yeah, I was uh, like, I, my first uh, meeting was with the um, uh, young bloods manager, and he was like, "You kind of remind me of like a young Shania Twain." Like, um, and I, I was like, "That's a huge compliment," because like I love her. I was obsessed with her growing up, and then. Um, I got into like writing sessions and then I took my first trip to Nashville with a guy called John Green, one of my friends, um, who actually wrote like a few, few number one songs, you know, now. Right. Um, and I just fell in love with it. And I was like, this is a place where everyone is just like so about like the work and care about the lyrics. And I grew up with people like, Billy Joel and Queen. My first job was with Brian May from Queen. Wow. So I was like, all these people and people that I aspire to be like, I think sometimes the industry can, especially for artists and creatives, like weigh on your soul because it's not fair. Life is not fair. It's full of bullshit and <laughs> politics. And I'm such a I truth know. seeker. And I'm like, well, tell me why. Tell me why I don't fit your criteria. Tell me why, like... You know, and I have I value myself, so I will. You can never blame an artist for like fighting for themselves or forwarding their career. And I'm all about that, and especially in this town where females are kind of overlooked. And it's really, I want to see more of that. I like, and I love supporting women because I feel like if if you win, I win. You know, like it's awesome. There's nothing like female friendships, and I've got a lot of them here, and they're just so inspiring. But um, yeah, I just I I kind of feel like Nashville is the place to be if you want to be like 
respected as a songwriter. And that's kind of the thing, like, I want people to remember as well, like my storytelling, I guess. And I think there's great storytellers. I think there's a lot of history with the songwriting here. And, mm -hmm. and I think that the truth is oftentimes comes out in country music, which is why. You know, people come here to be seasoned songwriters. And you can actually make a career as just a songwriter mm -hmm. here in Nashville. Um, yes, definitely a little harder, but... Currently looking for a publishing deal right, right? now. <laughs> hey, if anyone is watching this, is it works for a publishing company. Right? watching, you know? Yeah. Um, That's yeah, cool. I mean, obviously, like, I just, I love how there's so many avenues you can go down now, like, with, like, TikTok and... Um, yeah, just like putting out music yourself and like yeah. so much you can do for yourself. But within that, it's also like when you don't get a certain amount of streams or you don't get a certain amount of views, you like you take it personally because you're like, well, I spent five hours. I could have flown home in the time that I edited this video, you know? <laughs> because but, it takes that damn long. Hey, do you look at the numbers a lot? No. And I think, and also, this is just a message for the industry. Don't don't listen to music with your eyes. I'm sick of it. And what I mean by that is like they just watch the numbers. Like this I I see people and I think, "Oh my god, you're so talented." And like I don't get it. Like why you don't why you don't have that pop. That, yeah. Well, yeah, nobody cares until somebody cares and then everybody cares. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. 
You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. So. Right. <laughs> That's just how it goes. I am going to sound like such a whiny bitch <laughs> on this podcast. I'm not. I'm just like super passionate about it. No, I, look, I, I I think you're right. I think that's I think there's the crazy. Do part I sound about, like a whiny bitch? No, you don't. I didn't say that. Negative. You don't sound like the Cali girl that you did earlier. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think I think you bring up some good points. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of flexibility that you can do, you know, with social media today's world, where mm-hmm. you can make a career for yourself. And fortunately, yeah, there's some people that look at the numbers, and that's in part because it's a business and you got to make money. But mm-hmm. you said something earlier that I find very interesting. Oh that gosh. You, no, it's a good thing. You said that you are your own manager. Uh-huh. That you don't have a manager. Uh-huh. But you're clearly seasoned and successful enough to have a manager. Uh-huh. Why have you not taken a manager? I don't know. I can't get arrested, apparently. No, um, I've taken a few meetings, worked with a couple of people, and it just hasn't been like the right fit. I think a lot of managers these days just speaking honestly and it's not just like me like I've got a lot of stuff going on and I'm really proud of the fact that we got the Opry and it was like people like Jamie Johnson and head of CMT Leslie Fram that was like you have to see this girl and they were like oh yeah we love Twinning yeah this is like very well deserved like this should have been done ages ago because I was signed to BBR um, and then got dropped last year. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I think most managers want an easy ride. If I'm being honest, I think like people do look at the numbers and it is called, it's called music business. And I think it's so hard being independent. You, you have to work. I'm committed to being an artist. Like I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm doing this time, posting three times a day. Um, and I think like just being consistent and not giving up and something will happen. But it, it takes time to find that team and not only that, find people that like really believe even when things are not going well, you know? Yeah, they're gonna stick it out. Yeah. Like and it's a lot of energy. Like I I manage an artist as well. Who do you manage? A girl called Sabina. She's got like one point two million followers on TikTok. She's like a superstar. She's amazing. Um, so you're an artist. <laughs> you're an artist. You don't have a manager, but you are also managing another artist. Yeah, because I know how to do it. But That's I, I, I did just jo- I just did join up with um, uh, a management company uh, called Grumpu Management. Um, Ed Sheeran's company, like a guy that's part of that, who manages a girl called Griff, Dillion Blake, who yeah, uh, we're kind of working together with her, and she's just like she's so young and she's amazing. Her voice is incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love to see people do well. I think like the biggest, my biggest fear for myself, and I try not to live in fear, but like I just want to fulfill my potential, my full potential. I think that's the saddest thing when people don't fulfill their potential because we've only got one life. We're only here for a minute. So you best believe I'm, I am coming in and I'm causing positive disruption <laughs> and I, you are going to know my name and you're going to know that I'm passionate and I want to work and I'm putting in the work and I want to help other people. I feel like the more that I am of service to other people, it comes back tenfold. And like I run a nonprofit called I Know Woman because I was so horrified at like how much, how little like women were highlighted because it's a genre over there. It, it, it doesn't really happen. Like mm-hmm. you're either played on Radio 1 or Radio 2 and it's just about great music. And that's the way that I kind of see music and probably because I'm international and I, ju- I just have a different mindset when it comes to that. So... Yeah, I'm I'm all about supporting each other because I think it's the biggest misconception that we're not all connected. I think I think collaboration is so important, mm-hmm. not just in the music industry, but in any business and just in life in general. I mean, re- it's relationships really do uh, lead to success. Mm-hmm. And I think I love to see your confidence. I love to see your support of other women. Mm. And I love the fact that you are an artist and also managing another artist because you just believe in them so much. And you're like, it's either me or if it's not me, I want to be a part of the team that it is, which I think is super cool. You did mention something um, 
that I do want to talk about. I know a woman collective. Yeah. Can you, for those that maybe don't know, mm-hmm. talk about, because you're, again, you're an artist, you're an artist manager, and you are a business owner. The resume just goes on. But this is a very important organization. I Know Woman Collective. W- what is it? So I Know Woman was originally set up because I wanted to support women and like just highlight them, but I wanted men to be included. So <clears throat> like my main thing was like in the pandemic, I've seen a lot of people struggle and Hey, I'm not against labels, like whatever. I feel like half of them in those teams, they are understaffed and they have it hard themselves, but it really kind of got to me because people, I knew a couple of people that commit suicide that were artists and I was like, this is so sad. They didn't, they were signed and they don't have any like support of their labels. And like these mm. people were sat at home behind a desk, still getting paid. We won't been able to get on the road. And <clears throat> BMG that I was with at the time, um, they had an assistance program put in place for staff and we wasn't considered staff. So I, I wanted to try and standardize mental health therapy within labels and publishing deals. So uh, we did like a BBC documentary. We're in Forbes magazine. And I actually called out BMG. I am so ballsy. I don't know why I did this. But I actually didn't call them out. Like the reporter asked me and I, I answered honestly. I was like, she was like, do you feel there could be more support? And I'm like, there can always be more support. Um, and they were really annoyed at that because they felt like it was a direct attack. And I was like, but it's not, but they they changed it after that. that okay. asked, yeah, they changed it and they provided free mental health therapy, which good on them. And then every, and I mean, I was on every label. I was like, hey, Warners, what have you got in place? Like I was, how do you not stop? Yeah. Like, but it, it kind of, I, I rub people up the wrong way. I do. And yeah. that's like, Annoying because my heart's in the right place, but I cannot stand injustice. And because I'm an artist and I feel so much for people and I see people struggling on this side of stuff. Like I write like press releases from my friends that, that you know, they're like, can you help me with this? I'm like, sure, because I know how hard it is. So I just have a template and I'm like, fill out this. It just, it really got to me that people weren't doing it enough and like the business people are they have a different brain to us and I'm like you are making a difference to somebody's life because my career is not just my career it's my whole life so what you do every day whether you think you're just sending an email or you're pitching a song you make a difference to my life and I feel like that to me is my motto like I've figure like I'm like a little pebble and I throw myself into the lake every day and I make ripples and those ripples can be the positive or they can be negative and and nobody gives a shit nobody gives a shit how much money you earn they're not going to give a shit about like how many awards you win they're only going to ever remember how you made them feel and like I think that's an incredible gift that we've all got every day to make somebody feel make their day or make them smile or help them so yeah I don't know. That's why I do it because I, I see it make a difference in people's lives. Uh, yeah, no, I I sorry, I'm, I'm a little speechless just because I, I I agree. I, I I agree, and I I think it's clear how passionate you are about <laughs> supporting right. other people. No, it's cool. I don't like don't get emotional I on these like, things. We're like fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's well, cool. I, I am though because like I don't know, dude. Like I think we're all here. Like everyone's got their own mess. And sometimes, like, I I heard this quote, it's like, you only, the amount of peace that you have in your life is the amount of truth that you're willing to accept about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think I I know all my shit. Like, people, I'm the type of person that people tell their full life story to in five seconds, because I'm like, hey, I'm a mess, come be a mess with me. (laughs) And we're all so busy, I think we're all cleaning up our mess all the time. But sometimes, like, people like to focus on other people's mess because they don't want to look at themselves. So I think like the more that I'm growing, I'm, I've, I just, I don't know. I just have like a lot of compassion for people and understanding mm-hmm. more than I ever did. Even people that have hurt me mm-hmm. really weirdly. I don't know how like spiritual you are, but 
I, oh, we're getting spiritual no, now. No, no, just think Let's about go. this because this could actually, like, if you, if somebody's really hurt you and you can't let it go, just think about this because this changed my mindset. So I was watching this video and it said, like, okay, like on the spiritual realm, like you, like life's a big adventure. It's the game, the big game. You come down here, you pick your player, and like you decide, like your soul family are here, and they they come in and out your life, but. The people that hurt you in life are actually the people that love you the most, a part of your soul family, because they're the they're the people that are meant to like make you grow the most. And like, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I'll tell you after I'm dead. But like, it just made <laughs> yeah, me yeah. like have complete compassion and forgiveness for those that have like done me wrong, especially my ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that there had to be a relationship involved with this. I will say, I I do agree with you that I think sometimes people hurt you and we get close-minded and we think that, well, why the hell did they do that? You know, we don't see the bigger picture. And a lot of times that stuff leads to growth. I think you're an incredibly forgiving person. And I think that you are able to forgive people maybe easier than I or some other people can. But does that but not I change do, your like, but mindset I do, a but little But I do bit. appreciate that because my mindset is definitely definitely adjusted and I acknowledge what you're saying and I am somebody my problem is I'm somebody where like if you if you cross me and like do me you wrong I'm like it's more it's kind of like I'm just like if you cross me I'm gonna do what I can to bury you <laughs> right you're I, a psycho <laughs> I don't know that's just how I've always been wired and I will say in this industry I have noticed more people have both help me and hurt me. And I have tried to lead with a little bit more compassion. So yeah. I do get what you're saying. It's maybe a little bit harder for me to just like kumbaya with everyone. <laughs> well, it's not that but, you don't have to forget, but it's just, it made me feel like kind of different about people. I was like, okay, because hurt people hurt people and heal people heal people. And I think we both play that player in somebody else's life. We've all hurt people. We're all like healing people. I think you just once you know better you do better and and then going back to that saying like nobody's ever hurt you nobody's ever hurt you your entire life it's mm -hmm. you and your brain so like if you can't control your thoughts you're always going to be a victim to the world and like other people welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso. I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. 
Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, guys, we're back. Having such a great chat right now with Twenty. <laughs> I've loved this. I had to take an emotional leave because we were talking about some deep shit. You and did get emotional, d- didn't you? I did get emotional. And no one has really made me that emotional on this podcast so far. So you get an award for making me have to go reach for some tissues. But I want to talk about this EP. Mm-hmm. So you said to me that it's like two parts, right? Because it's called Blue Hour Blue After Hour Dark. After Dark, yeah. So then... what's is it morning after? <laughs> no, the... it's like, so Blue Hour is... A, it happens twice a day, uh, just after the sun goes down and just before the sun comes up. So I thought that was like a really good concept for like a breakup. Like, because it was, so basically, oh, here's the there's tea. a guy. So um, my boyfriend of 10 years, I don't know why I'm talking like this, uh, 10 years, 10 and a half years, um, decided to email me um, and break up with me on email and block me on everything phoned my sister didn't phone me and has never spoken to me since and that was a year ago um so safe to say i lost my mind obviously like you would do yeah um so i pretty much no word of a lie by the way um blacked out from october to february um i was on tour at the time and this is where all this sad girl shit EP comes from. So I was like, the w- the nights were the worst for me. So I was like, this would be a really cool concept to like show the kind of a breakup within a night and like all the emotions that you go through. So like there's like Blue Hour, which is the title track, Lonely Long, which is quite empowering. It's like, I won't be lonely long, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. look, look at me. Just, yeah. I'm joking. Give me that, give <laughs> me that confidence. That, look, at that, look at what that dude's but, missing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, such a catch, you know. Um, just Like Earl is the most psychotic song that you've ever, ever heard in your entire What's life. What's it called? Just Like Earl. And there is a yeah. really good story to that, how I wrote that, but we'll come back to that. That song bangs. The uh, the Way I Loved You and then Bad Man that's on the radio, on Cumulus Radio. Um, yeah, it's Congrats all- Congrats on a radio play. Thank that's you. huge. Thank you. Um, so I, that was like the six songs. And then I'm about to drop uh, Blue Christmas, which is- Christmas songs, mm-hmm. four originals on that. Um, and then uh, Blue Hour After Dawn will feed into January, the January blues. Because I'm a I'm a concept person. I like I I love art. Like yeah. I'm not like a single person. I mean I'm single, but like, you know, like <laughs> drop a single, drop a single, drop a, I'm like, I want like a concept, something that the listener can like I want them to get to know me and my story. And that's kind of what I did with my last EP, Welcome to the Club. Even all the videos, like I directed all of them and they, it was basically like this. I would go into the videos were like, um, I would go sit with a therapist and we'd talk about a different issue and then it would lead into the music video. So it was like a short film. That's really cool. I, it, I think more short films need to happen in music. Yeah. Period. No. Absolutely. I mean, I would do that all day long, but that one at the British Short Film Awards, which was awesome. Heck yeah. That's amazing. And then I got dropped. So that was good. (laughs) (laughs) We can still check it out at least, right? It's online. Yeah, it's online. You should go check it out. The uh, one of the leads is from Doctor Who. Do you have that show over here? 
Uh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's probably not as popular, so, but it's a show. Yeah, so I have Blue Hour and then I have Happy Hour, which is like basically all your towards the end of the summer next year. Like just right. I don't know. I just like love shit like that. I love I love that you're thinking in concepts. I you know, there's a reason why we've moved to singles, which we don't need to get into, but I think it's cool that you're coming from it from a true art standpoint. I know. That's a great concept too. Yeah. I'm pumped about it. So you can hear the first half of it. Second half yeah. coming out after Christmas. Yeah. I assume maybe you'll be on tour playing some of these songs or is, yeah. it, is that at least well, in, in the cards? I'm going back home for Christmas. Got like a home country Christmas with 20 show. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, hoping to get out on the road um, in America because I've never toured here. So I just want somebody to take me on tour. I'm really yeah. good for comedy morale, guys. This is my pitch. <laughs> yeah, give him, give him the 30 second me, elevator If you want to take me on tour... This is me, twenty. Good for comedy morale. Yeah, great songs. I, in my personal opinion, <laughs> might be biased, but oh, you that's know, amazing. Um, that's awesome. Hey, we got to do a quick segment because uh, we have some friends at Ariat. They make really cool jackets and shoes, mm-hmm. and um, they have this little jacket, this little pullover, because it's getting a little cold outside. Here's the deal: it's freezing. Sixty seconds on the clock. I'm gonna rapid fire question, and you just gotta whatever comes to mind. Okay. You oh, God, it? I'm scared. Why are you scared? I don't know. I feel like you haven't been scared this whole podcast. Now you're scared. I know. I don't like the unknown. We're going to enter into the unknown. Here we go. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, but wind up that clock. Maddie, producer Maddie, 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Dream venue to play. Oh, Red Rocks. Dream person to collaborate with. <sighs> oh, this is really odd. <sighs> Tick tock. Uh, Dolly Parton. The great answer. Um, what are you a talker or a texter? Talker. I love a phone call. You love a phone call. <laughs> I like that. I, you are a talker. Uh, <laughs> boots. Uh, what's your favorite type of boot? Um, something like this, or like Doc Martens or something. Okay, there you go. Um, celebrity crush. <sighs> I don't know. I actually have a bit of a thing for Zach Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> you and Brianna Chicken Fry. Oh man, you can come steal that man's. Uh, um, but no, probably I don't know. I like some of the oldies. Brad Pitt. Yeah. What is it about Pitt? I don't know. He's just, but I like young Pitt. You know. There you go. You yeah. like young Pitt, not old Pitt. Yeah. I understand. Uh, what's your favorite fast food place? Ooh, here. Um. Oh, do you have Nando's here? No. It's like a chicken place. We have what's called Raising Cane's or no. Chick-fil-A. Um, Chick-fil-A then, yeah. We'll go with Filet. There you go. What's uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> Turn around every now and then I get a little, little bit lonely <laughs> and I dream of something wild. Oh, man. Why I'm, do da- I have, I'm down at Miss Kelly's. <laughs> why do I have a feeling you're going to Miss Kelly's tonight <laughs> to play that? Unreal. Uh, that wasn't bad, Matt. We hit sixty seconds there. Matt, Matt gives the thumbs up. That was sixty seconds presented by Aria. Tell me about the story. We got like two minutes left, so what's good? Okay. So obviously, after he broke up with me, I needed a new life, um, and just like Earl, I was very angry. So in the whole video, like I, I kill my husband. the The tagline is, "It's only legal." to kill you and all of my songs. Luckily, it's legal to kill you and all of my songs. So when he broke up with me, I was playing a show with Carter Faith and Robin Ottolini, and these two were like the devil and angel on my shoulder. Like, mm-hmm. Robin was like, don't go to the house. Carter was like, definitely go to the house. <laughs> so I went to the house. I didn't have my key at the time, and he lived in like a three block of like, there's like flat one, flat two, flat three, and he's in number two. So I buzz. It's like a communal area. He's not answering me. And I'm for sure like, there's somebody else. Like, why right. would you split up with somebody like that after 10 years? Not even a deep, like, just a conversation would have been nice. Um, So he doesn't answer me. So I buzz the neighbors. It's all about 11 o'clock at night. And... uh I, so they let me in and I'm like, I knock at his door and I'm listening at the door and I'm like, there's definitely somebody in there. There's definitely somebody in. <laughs> and then I see this window on the landing and I'm like, okay, I'm going to crawl. So I thought that this was a good idea to crawl out of the window. You started crawling. Out of the window, climb onto the roof. I was hanging off a drain pipe and I shone a torch into his bedroom window Yes, I went full psycho mode. Anyway, the police got called 
but they didn't turn up in time because I'd already I got bored. I was like, he's not in, whatever. I go home to my mum's up north, so I'm not in London. I'm not at my house. So I go home, and my flatmate's like, hey, twin, there's like four non-uniform <laughs> police officers at the door. They've been banging at the door. They basically tell my flatmate and my neighbour that I have been circulated around the Metropolitan London Police what? as wanted. I was actually what? wanted <laughs> by the London police. So I had to turn up to like the police station. It was a whole Just be like, ordeal. Hey, I'm sorry, I'm here. Never been in trouble with the police in my entire life. Did they let you go? I, what did you just yeah, say? Yeah, they were like, hey, I'm chilling. Yeah, they just asked me a few questions about, do you think a sane person um, would crawl on a roof? And I was like, no comment. <laughs> no comment. Actually, I don't know whether I can get in trouble for this. Uh, well, I'm in a different country, so right. I don't know if the I don't know if the law transcends from the case has been closed anyway. They didn't have anything on me. Yeah, of course. Now they, they do with self confession. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, oh man, what a way to end this! What podcast. a way to end this! I'm basically never getting another day ever again because everyone's just going to think I'm a psycho. I don't know. I think you might. I think you might have. Uh, ha- you got a whole new country to explore, people. Right? <laughs> they say there's other fish in the sea. I mean, there's literally other fish over the sea. Uh, check out Twenty's music now. It is out. Um, super pumped to meet you. I love that you're here in Nashville. You're bringing a new flavor to the town, certainly. And um, I just am looking forward to hearing more music from you, seeing you on tour, and continuing to crush it. So thank you, British version. British version, British invasion has arrived. (laughs) British invasion has arrived. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.